The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, today we're catching up with a seasoned explorer, Encounter Resources. Goes by the code of ENR, trading at 12 cents for a market cap of about $42 million. Now, as I said, uh, Encounter is a very seasoned uh, campaigner on the exploration front, but with a difference. It doesn't... Uh, bother looking at uh, kicking out old rocks at old properties that uh, might or might not turn into uh, small gold mines. It's looking for tier one discoveries. And to do that, it's got a, a bunch of projects uh, 100% to its own account. And it's also involved with a number of joint ventures with the likes of BHP, South32 and IGO. So uh, this is an interesting one. It's got uh, its commodities that it's currently looking for, copper, rare earths, gold, lithium in uh the West Arunta there of uh, WA, got some interest in the Patterson as well. And over in the NT where there's uh, excitement around a, a new copper frontier perhaps opening up. So with that, I'm going to introduce our guest today. It's Will Robinson. He is the MD of uh, Encounter, well known around the traps and uh, a bit of a voice for the exploration industry as well, which is all well and good. So with that, I'll say g'day Will, welcome to the the podcast. Very good to be with you. So exciting times for the company and exciting times for you with the Bombers there, number three on the AFL league ladder. But uh, let's get down to the real excitement with Encounter in the uh, coming months. Now, uh, you recently announced that you'd worked up uh, the West Arunta project area there for um, copper and uh, rare earths. Tell us uh, what you've done there and uh, the upcoming uh, about the upcoming drilling program. Yeah, look, the West Arunta is a it's a I guess a frontier in in the eastern part of Western Australia, um, and we were the one of the first to drill a hole into this um, this belt um, uh, back a couple of years ago, and we we um, uh, we drilled a, a, a drill hole and got what we thought was a, a fabulous um, signature where we had rare earths up to 0.8 percent and gold and copper and the sort of signature we we're looking for for looking for an IOCG and a new belt which is completely underexplored and also under shallow cover, um, albeit very remote. Um, and then last, late last year, our, our neighbour WA1 Resources drilled a mineralised carbonatite um, uh, just to, uh, adjacent to our ground, um, and that's really shone a light on this on this belt. Um, you've also, in the last uh, two years, you've had Rio Tinto move into the belt with a large uh, joint venture uh, in the region, and it really does have the feel that this is going to be a um, one of those frontiers in Australia that's getting an enormous amount of focus from from companies big and small. You mentioned it was um, in a, well, sort of in a remote part of the country. It's so remote that it's in WA, but people pin it on the map by saying it's 600 kilometres west of Alice Springs. So very, very little exploration done in this part of the world over the years. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's been um, it's uh, it is a very remote. It actually op- it operates on on Central Time. So. Um, um, in, uh, in, in Kirikara. So, look, and these are the, um, these are the really exciting things in the, in the sector, right? Where well, we went out here, uh, we drilled the first exploratory hole. We're hoping to sort of get some encouragement. We were, you know, very encouraged. We thought we could be dealing with a lot of cover. It turned out we're only dealing with five to 10 metres of cover in this belt, um, which really opens up, you know, just traditional geochemistry to, to be able to, um, uh, to explore the belt. So, one of the things that we're about to kick off in, 
in May as well is to fly the Falcon gravity survey right across this 100 kilometre long tenure that we hold. And we think gravity is going to be a really important data set um, to enable us to uh, uh, unlock the potential that we see here. So um, uh, we're, we're really excited about what that could what they could show us. And I think that's going to be a found, you know, fundamental data set. Um, in that and geochem, it really is, you know, you're applying this, this, the traditional technologies that have been available for, for 20 odd years into a belt that's been underexplored. And you know, you've got a mineralized carbonatite in the belt. Um, you've got our, our um, uh, IOCG signature. Well, that's one of the other things that's happened in, in recent times, Barry, is after we drilled that first hole, we got the Geological Survey of Western Australia to, to age date the, the, um, the granites. Um, and they've said that the uh, you know that there's a new suite of granites that was previously unmapped in this part of the world, which is the same age as the uh, uh, the hilltop of sweet granites in, in in South Australia, which you know hosts all those IOCG deposits in South Australia. So what we've really got here is the same aged um, um, event um, uh, happening here in Western Australia, but not under you know three, four, five hundred metres of cover, you know under five to ten metres of cover in Western Australia, which is and uh, really, um, uh, I guess, what, get, what gets us excited. The, um, the mix of uh, uh, copper, uh, well, the IOCG type uh, metals with rare earths, you get that in South Australia as well, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, I mean, Olympic Dam is an enormous um, uh, rare earth deposit, um, uh, albeit that they don't recover it at this, at this, at this stage. Look, it's, a, it's, it's quite diagnostic of these, these deposits. There's a, there's a suite of elements that are associated with these IOCGs. You know, which include um, uh, the, the rare earths and thorium and uh, 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 and a suite of other elements. And we, we looked at that and really was, it had a very similar signature to what you, you'd expect to see um, uh, around one of these uh, these IOCGs in South Australia. So look, it's, it's still early days. Um, the drill rig um, should be on site in the next couple of weeks. Um, the guys, uh, just before I got on the call with you, I was just speaking to them. They're, they've got the uh, got our caravans onto the, um, onto the drill site. Um, and in the next three months is going to be, you know, a really good swing of the bat. We've got four diamond drill holes planned um, into a suite of magnetic and, and gravity targets, um, and to complete the first drill hole that we drill, because the, the drill rig actually broke down at 158 metres um, in that drill hole, uh, but had some really encouraging uh, metals in the in the top part of the hole, and we the target that we were chasing was. Uh, between 200 and 300 metres deep. So um, we're going to finish that hole. That's going to be the first thing we're going to do. And this is all 100% encounter? Yeah, no, this is 100% uh, encounter. And it's, we've set up a bit differently to a lot of uh, you know, the exploration companies. We've um, quite deliberately said we need to have a, a portfolio that has a, a combination of partnership arrangements and 100% owned projects. And where we can, we've got uh, geof clear geophysical targets that we can test with a binary outcome. You know, they're, they're the sort of um, things that we'll look to fund ourselves and do 100%. And some of the other projects that are going to require um, some deeper stratigraphic drilling early, early on in the piece, um, that they ideally suited for um, uh, for partnership arrangements. And that's what we've done. So we had $7 million spent on our projects last year by BHP, South City 2 and IGO. Um, they're all planning... Um, re uh, reasonable to good sized programs. I expect it'll be that uh, similar, if not a larger amount in 2023. Um, and it's great to see what these large mineral companies are doing, looking for copper in Central Australia undercover. And they can do some things that we, you know, that we wouldn't necessarily get support for from the market where, you know, you're talking about doing seismic surveys and drilling thousand metre deep holes. Um, because, 
uh, for something to turn the dial for, for a South City 2 BHP or even IGO these days, you know, it's got to be pretty big. So you've got to be looking from places where people haven't been before. Let's start with the BHP, the Elliott Copper Project in the NT, uh, up to $25 million farming funding. What's the status there? Will you be drilling uh, soon? Yeah, they, well, we um, BHP drilled two diamond drill holes late last year, uh, and we're still waiting on, on results uh, for that. Um, and then we'll get a clear picture as to what they're going to um, do this year. But um, look, they've come in there with a with a with a clear plan, uh, mineral systems approach to try to find a new sediment hosted copper um, region. I mean, they're not looking for a deposit; they're trying to find a new belt of these things, applying some of the learnings out of. Uh, out of Central Africa, um, and seeing if you can find that sort of uh, that sort of deposit undercover uh, in, in in Central Australia. So, look, they've been a, uh, they've been a terrific partner. We've had been obviously South Thirty Two came on board middle of last year. They've got a diamond drill program planned for this year. I think they're going to drill about six and a half thousand metres of diamond drilling. That's due to kick off in in, in May, and they're going to drill pretty much right through the season. Um, They've got one target there, which is uh, which is our Zeta target, which is a you know was a was a magnetic feature, which we thought was pretty interesting. We did a detailed gravity survey over the top um, of that, and one of the things that South Thirty Two did when they came in was they've pulled apart all the seismic surveys that have been done by Geoscience Australia in the belt and and uh, reprocessed them to look at the top thousand metres from a minerals perspective. A lot of these were done from a petroleum and uh, with petroleum in mind as well. Um, and they've come up with um, a really interesting um, some seismic targets across the belt. And interestingly, uh, there's, there's a reflector uh, underneath this, this Zeta target. So you've got you've got three independent data sets all pointing at this area, um, and we're looking at this as a potential new IOCG um, uh, sort of opportunity. So um, that's probably going to be the first place where, where the drill rig goes this year. Right. Now, it's a part of the world where we've BHP, South 32, Rio Tinto, uh, Oz Minerals, which is now slash BHP, Fortescue's up there, Tech's up there. What was it that uh, has attracted the industry into that part of the world? Yeah, one of the uh, this Exploring for the Future program was kicked off in about 2016, 17, I think it was, and this is $100 million of um, money that was allocated to Geoscience Australia um, to find new mineral provinces in um, uh, in Australia, and they they allocated a very large part of that for what they called the Tizer region. So that was between Tennant Creek and Mount Isa. They put a block on the map and said, "Look, you've got these you know huge mineral systems at the at the eastern side in, at Mount Isa and Century, you know, one of the world's biggest zinc deposit, and on the on the western side you've got Tennant Creek, and in between there's there's Basically, been nothing done, and it's large. It's it's covered. Um, it's um, and just they didn't have any data really to, to get explorers um, into the into the region. We were watching this very closely, and we were we picked up what we thought were the best of the copper um, anomalies that came out of those data sets, um, and we moved quickly. And the first project we picked up was Elliot, which was a um, which was where. Uh, Geoscience Australia went in there and sampled all the water bores. So this is station country and they've got a water bore every 5 to 10 k's and 18 of the top 20 samples all clustered together at Elliott um, in these, um, you know, and it was 10 to 100 times background in these uh, copper in these water bores with some really, really, really high level numbers there. So that was what got BHP into the belt. And then um, I think what's, once that had, um, that had happened, um, you know, there was all these other new data sets and the seismic that they did, which has enabled South 32 to really pull that seismic data apart um, and come up with some great drill targets um, in the sort of South Nicholson Basin. And 
Um, you know, I think that was a really good investment by uh, in pre-competitive data, which has allowed a number of explorers to to pick up ground. And what was a blank sheet of paper, you know, four or five years ago when we when we started to move in, is you know is now almost blanket pegged from from one end to the other. So that was federal government funding through the geological surveys, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. So this is Geoscience Australia, the Exploring for the Future program, which was extended um, a couple of years ago. It's been a it really has provided, you know, they flew you know, regional airborne EM, a 20, 20 kilometre line space. It's not going to give you a drill target, but it's going to give you a really good understanding as to how the technology is going to work and enable you to do, to do infill. Um, they did a regional, you know, regional gravity surveys and we've, we've, we've done infill in, in, in them. So look, it's, um, conceptually, it's the sort of place where you've got, you know, this geology that hosts these world-class mineral deposits on either side and you've got this cover. Um, in between, um, which you know, you're going to need to look at these modern technologies, and you know, the, the application of seismic to minerals is uh, minerals exploration is really at, it, at its infancy, and you've seen the success that um, that seismics had in the oil and gas industry over the last 30 to 40 years um, uh, at finding uh, finding new deposits, and I think we're going to see that in, in, in minerals um, the way things are going. Now, uh, quite a, a clear focus on uh, copper and. Uh Rare earth is a, a, a sort of a, well, it's an emerging story in that part of, uh, over in WA there. The, um, just on on that uh, Arunta, West Arunta area, so is it a rare earth project, you think, or is it a copper project, or is it both? Yeah, look, I think we had this discussion when, when uh, this mineralised carbonatite was drilled on our, on our tenement boundary, and, and, you know, these alkaline intrusions, whether it's, you know, it's an IACG deposit or it's a, you know, a mineralised carbonatite, you know, there, there's there's no reason they can't form in the same in the same belt. So I think when you when you're going to a new place where no one's been before, I don't think we're closing our eyes to any opportunity. And we've we've got some really big geophysical features that we're going to be testing. And the first prize would be to try to find a new you know a new region for IOCGs in Australia. But you know, finding a mineralised carbonatite in, in in the current environment with the demand for rare earths would be a pretty good pretty good second prize. Well, uh, your neighbour there. Um... WA1 uh, found that mineralised uh, carbonatite, I think two or three of them maybe. Uh, what is it about that particular style that's so important for uh, formation of our uh, rare earth deposits? Yeah, oh, look, I mean, uh, Mount World is, is probably the, the, you know, the, the, the one of the largest uh, rare earth occurrences in the world and uh, obviously in Western Australia. Yeah, owned by Linus. Yep. Yeah, yeah, owned by Linus. And there hasn't been a lot of work done for rare earths uh, in, in, in recent decades, but it's certainly got a flavour now to it where this is really important nationally, um, both economically and strategically to, for Australia to have um, uh, rare earth deposits and to, and to find this, this next wave. And... Um, so I think that you know this this proof of concept, and I, I when I get asked about you know WA one drilling as you say two different carbonatites um, in the belt um, on either side of our tenure out there, and, and us in between with our first hole, which which had you know some pretty interesting rare earths up to 0.8 percent. Now that's extraordinary success rate in a new belt, um, and I sort of well either we've been extraordinarily lucky or this is a really mineralised region. Um, and we're certainly banking that it's the latter. And I think they have just kicked off their own drilling program, uh, WRM. They have, they have, yeah. So they're, they're already drilling. They're, they're uh, uh, a few weeks ahead of us, but yeah, so we're both going to be out there for, for, for the field season this year. So uh, an area of focus for the exploration industry in the coming weeks. Just in terms of your drill program there, you've got the uh, three geophysical targets you've uh, zeroed in on. I'm just wondering when uh, 
you know, we're an impatient lot in the market. When might there be some results announced or reported? Well, I, I think if we can, if we're kicking off drilling, I think we'll hopefully start drilling around the, the, the middle of April. Uh, the drill program will take um, you know six to to eight weeks. So I think probably um, at least to com to complete. Um, and we'll, get, we'll have to get the core off site to get processed. Um, so I would have thought around the middle of the year you're going to start to see uh, exploration results out of out of the drilling. How will that work with BHP and South 32 joint ventures over in the, the NT? We have we have quarterly meetings with 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 all our joint venture partners um, for them to provide us with information to to report to the market. Uh, anything that's considered material for us, they need to provide us immediately. So look, we have we have regular dialogue with with our partners. Um, we've had we have site visits when they, you know when they're drilling, and um, we like to keep up to speed with what's what's going on and and you know and, and share ideas. And that's what I think you know achieves better results. They've they've got some terrific people in their teams, and we've got a great team as well. So um, you know we're, we're we're in it together to try to to, to unlock these new regions and you know they've got a they bring a big balance sheet and some heavy artillery to to do that work and talking about funding how's the company placed at the moment we've got about four million dollars in the bank at the moment which is um you know which is a pretty comfortable position uh, this is this this drill program is going to be a, a reasonably uh you know aggressive spend in the second quarter not much we didn't have a big spend in the first quarter this year falcon survey is obviously a pretty big investment as well and then we'll, we'll see what happens after that now i always like to look at the share register of uh, juniors um i see board and management are invested in this one 14 percent if uh, you've got any uh, substantial shareholders, yeah, we've got two corporates on the on the register, both IGO and Silver Lake. Are, uh, I think Silver Lake owns about five percent, and IGO owns eight percent. So we've got two corporates who've been very supportive of of what we're trying to do. Um, and then we've got a, a number of uh, the leading institutional investors also uh, on the board. We've got uh, a number of um, uh, large funds, and then um, some high net worths who've been supporting us from from day one. So really looking to um, to support a an exploration program where you know the market goes up the market goes down but you know, we've got we've got a base load of exploration that's happening each year through our partnerships and then we're really going after the targets that we think we can add immediate value with with um, uh, with short-term drilling now you mentioned IGO there so perhaps we should have a quick discussion around the Patterson province where the the company's in the thick of things. Still an exciting province we haven't had a big follow-up to uh, Paveron or Wanu yet but uh, to a Two in the last few years isn't bad, and the, I think the industry thinks there'll be more. So I'm just wondering uh, what the position there is with that JV you have with IGO there. So IGO has been um, we, 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 that was one of the first uh, joint ventures that we, we we did back in I think probably 2016, 2017 around then. So they've been pulling apart this base and doing regional magnetotelerics. They did a seismic survey last year. They've been doing some some drilling some new stratigraphic holes to understand the base, and they've got some you know going about it really um, from a mineral systems approach, which is which is which is wonderful. They've got some neat targets that they're going to be drilling this year. And as you say, there's a sort of wave of discoveries, heavy air on and, and Winu. We were, we were one of the first into this region when we picked up our Yanina project, which is part of the joint venture with IGO now. And you know, we've, I think we've done that you know, it's time and time again. And we've, we're one of the early ones into the Patterson. Um, we've been obviously early into Northern Territory and we've attracted South City 2 and BHP and as partners. And we're one of the early movers into the Western Runter. And I think that's a, that's, um, that's a spot to be. And we, when we do move into these regions, we tend to peg aggressively or try to get a large land position because you know, we can we can fund that ourselves in the near term, and and when you know, it makes it easier to bring on partners if you've got a large um, a large footprint because they want to go about it um, uh, taking a regional approach, and that's what IGO's done up there in the, in, the, in the Patterson. So I think they're planning to kick off drilling in, in in May as well. So we're going to have South City two drilling in May, 
IGO drilling in May and us drilling in April. So it's a, it's a big three or four months ahead of us. Yeah, exciting times for the company. Uh, do you think you've been... Uh You've been around for a few years now. How many years would it be? Yeah, we listed in 2006, so so we've been been, been around for a while, and we've we've managed to keep the shareholder register reasonably tight. And, and I think over the um over that time, um while we've we've had to access the market for some funding, I think we've had upwards of 30 million dollars spent by partners on our projects uh, through the through the last decade, which has you now really enabled us to to um uh, to keep. Uh, keep expiration ticking over in the in the down times and and then really capitalise in the in the up in the uptick. Yeah, yeah, some model again working for you. Okay, exciting stuff. Um, so there you go, folks. A, uh, as I said, a seasoned expiration company. There, you've heard the uh, quality of the JV uh, JV joint venture partners and uh, the interest uh, in the West Arunta, hundred percent to the company's own account. So. Uh, lots to look out for uh, in coming months as those drilling programs uh, get going and uh, the company reports back to us. So apart from that, the only thing I need to ask Will now is uh, where will the bombers finish in 2023? Oh, that's as hard, that's as hard to predict as, uh, as, as more exploration <laughs> results, Barry. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. I think they're on the up and up. So, um, you know, I don't think I think I'll do better than last year, but who knows? It's fingers crossed. All right. Well, thanks, Will. Uh, great story. Uh, be watching with interest and thanks for your time. Very great to be with you. 